0: it still counts because we're recording it before midnight. Fan Friday. <laughs> what time zone are we talking here? East Coast time. Yeah, I Houston guess Eastern Standard. We're good. We're good. Yeah, if you live in the Bermuda Triangle, then yeah, maybe. Okay, so what? We're lying. We're pushing you, the w- limit here a little bit. Why don't bit. you Why don't you fly over and fight us about it? I don't even know how much you can't a ticket fly the is. Bermuda Triangle. Can you? I don't. I don't. How do you travel? I to mean, the, you
1: can. You're, there's a chance you get lost forever.
0: Oh, right. That's the thing, right?
1: Yeah, that's a Bermuda Triangle reference for you. Was that like
0: a one time thing? Or is that like any plane that flies over the Bermuda it's Triangle? Like a, it's just like, we're gone. Like
1: a, I feel like it's like a, a myth thing. Like a lot of, a lot of, uh, I thing like it's happened more than once, right? Yes, a number of aircraft and ships have disappeared under mysterious circumstances.
0: Okay, so we've got a number. So it just means me. Well, what, wait, yeah. hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, holding. A number could be the number one. So this is this is a
1: loophole of a way to okay, say this. but numerous a number is generally Earliest suggestion September 17th 1950 2 years later another one came out then there was the flight 19 incident which was 1962 mm-hmm. 1964 there was yeah. another writing about it. Um, well, if you're, if you happen to be one of these planes and
0: or a singular plane that got lost yet still has internet connection and is obviously an ally of the locked on NFL draft podcast, if you don't like the fact that we're, leave a review, (laughs) five stars only, please just come back over and fight us. Just come back over and fight us. That's, that's all we have for you. You know, fan Fridays get a little crazy and we just, I, I think that that's an appropriate way to open up the show because as is the case with the Fan Friday episodes. You guys have taken over the podcast. You've given us your crazy questions that have to do with football and not football. I feel like we have a decent amount of non-football questions, although we've got some great like, f- scouting football questions that I picked out for the very end that, that we're going to get to at the end of the podcast. Before we get to the questions, though, so, Ben, how are you, my friend?
1: Oh, everything is delicious. Thanks, Trev. Uh, I was telling before the pre-show that uh, I was watching Forget Forgetting Sarah Marshall Tonight with Mayor, which film. is probably the unofficial movie of TDN. So I'm worried I'm just going to accidentally be lacing Forgetting Sarah Marshall references into all of my answers just naturally because they're all in my mind right now. I think people hope that you do that, actually,
0: because it's a great movie. And you know what? Now that now that you say that for next week's Fan Friday, someone is going to ask us to comp prospects to Forgetting Sarah Marshall characters. You know that this is going to be. is
1: Landon Dickerson. Okay, you're,
0: you're already getting it. You're already starting it off hot. Okay, we got to get to the actual questions here, at least for this week. The, the username here is birds9669. Very unique. He knows. One of a kind. Said, an interdimensional rift opens up in your backyard. Very interesting. If you step through it, You have to live in the universe of your favorite video game for the rest of your life. Which one are you choosing? So I guess technically it doesn't have to be like the favorite video game that we've ever had in our life because this question would be different from my favorite video game.
1: Right, yeah. But what universe
0: are you picking here?
1: There's only one answer. There's a very clear answer too. By a mile, there's only one answer. Okay, what is it? Pokemon. Yes! Obviously. Yes! Yes. obviously it's not even close yes okay? firstly no like 95 percent of video games there's a, a decent chance of death even if we're talking like super mario right. it's like hey piranha spit fire you might jump off a cliff uh giant turtles with spikes like this is not a good situation pokemon obviously like maybe real world Pokemon, like there would be some unhinged Pokemon and like Team Rocket would be like, oh, we're going to steal your Pokemon. And Team Rocket would be like, oh, we're going to kill you. It's like there's a chance that, but like if it's strict to the video game, right? then uh, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to become a world traveler training Pokemon, beating gyms. They're going to be walking around behind me. I'm going to have friends for the first time. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So like, like that one, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm embarrassed at how long it took me to think of Pokemon, because I came to the same conclusion you did right off the bat. Well, a lot of my favorite video games and the games that I play the most, you are trying to save the world or save the universe, which means right. one there come there becomes a question where if I if I step through this rift, am I the main character now in this universe? Like if I, if if right. I'm stepping right. into Hyrule, am I now Link? Like do I become Link, or am I just like right. some I'm random ass Potter that's in like about, the dumb I, right.
1: cities? Imagine being a pedestrian in Grand Theft Auto. You're 100% chance dead. Dead, dead, dead. dead. You have no so, chance. like, I thought, Grand no Th- power. I thought of Grand Theft Auto, and then I was
0: like, hold on. Somebody's about to become a five, six-star criminal, and we're about to have, like, the National Guard come into the city.
1: Exactly. it's going to get locked down. I
0: thought of Skyrim a little bit for this one, but I was like, no, I don't really. I mean, like, that'd be a fine open-world answer if you wanted to go with something like Skyrim.
1: I thought of Red Dead. But there's no modern medicine. In Pokemon, you, full heal, spritz, spritz, <laughs> no matter what happened, fine. Revive. Here, eat this diamond. You're alive again. There's <laughs> no problem. As I
0: was doing research on this, it's so, like, I found an article that said it was like top 10 or top 12 universes that we would love to live in, and the Colossus video game is in here, and I'm like, what? No. What? No. This it's Just like a barren wasteland with a bunch of stone bosses that you have to fight? How is this fun?
1: Last of Us, I get to either be a zombie or kill zombies. Either one, honestly. As long as I'm not sentient as a zombie, it'd be fun. I did think about Kingdom Hearts, but only again, like if I'm a main character. Like
0: if not, then it's you know, it's just, it's not fun. Super
1: Smash Brothers. I'm just a, gla- I'm just a gladiator in a box. Nobody would ever pick me though. I would just chill in my box. <laughs> and never have to play.
0: <laughs> would your uh, would, you, would your little box picture be you on the boat with the sunglasses?
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Okay. My my up a would just be talking into a microphone my downbeat would be clicking through film. Oh, skip back 10 seconds. See but,
0: see, but then people would pick you because then you would become a challenge. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, oh, all right, I'm yeah, going right. to beat you with Solak then.
1: And, and that then, would be truly disgraceful to lose to me. Damn, I didn't mean it like that. Never mind, I'd take it back. I'm just thinking of my sight, my slight sway that I would do in the loading screen with <laughs> bum, bum 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 playing behind me.
0: <laughs> Antonio asked this next one. Top five players in the 2020 NFL draft class. Whose names fit them perfectly.
1: It's it is it in the twenty twenty NFL draft class?
0: I did prospects. You you I, oh. you don't have
1: to. If you want to do just NFL players. Yeah, I did just NFL players. Let's okay. Go Sorry. through your prospects and I'll try to think of a prospect to, too. Uh Penny Sewell is one
0: just because like big giant offensive tackle having the name Penny Sewell, I think just like Penny... As the first name of an offensive lineman is awesome. Uh, although Christian Derrissaw is also great. Patrick Sertan I think is cheating. Because his last name is Sertan and he plays corner. And he's really good at corner. So the name fits him perfectly because he's a, the second. He's exactly what we thought his father was. Because it's the same position that he's playing. I love the name. Javante Williams. For a. It's a great name. Smash mouth running back. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fan name and then the last two are truly my favorite patty fisher and tough one yeah for linebackers i mean come on it's that is that's just to a t What you especially for the kind of players they are just, like, the not really athletic, like, high-intelligent middle of the field. Probably can't play them in coverage, but they get a lot of tackles.
1: Like, right. It's just the perfect name. So those are my five. You don't have to right. so, do prospects. You could just do NFL. It might be better that way. Right. Okay, so I got four down for each because I was just kind of thinking it through. So in terms of players' names who don't match their, like, talent level slash domination slash lack of success. hmm I'm gonna come off spicy off the top. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Aaron Donald. It's a very pedestrian name. This is gonna. This might be the greatest defensive player of all time. And oh admittedly, his hit his cohorts are Lawrence Taylor and Reggie White, both of which aren't like that great of names either. Oh, Lawrence Taylor is Lawrence. Lawrence Taylor is a good name. But it's it's a little bit because it got immortalized, right? And Aaron Donald will be immortalized. But if you just think about, like, just 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 remove all preconceived notions from your head and think of a dude. Just picture a dude in your head when I say the name Aaron Donald. That's an accountant. That's not Aaron. That's not Don. That's not ninety nine for the Rams. That's not abs at two hundred and ninety pounds. Aaron Donald. That's two first names. This is my first, and that's not even cool first names. You're actually blowing so like, my mind here. This is that you're right. So. Like another player that I have down on this list, whose name does not match his talent, is uh, Barkevius Mingo, because Barkevius Mingo's name is one of the best names in the history of football, and Barkevius Mingo is not one of the best players in the history of so football. So you think you imagine, think that Aaron Donald's name should be Barkevius Mingo? What a, imagine if you saw it in '99, right? Like, oh, Wilson drops back, and immediately pressure up the middle. Like, Mingo, Barkevius Mingo. Like, it's just it's such a better name for like the 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 strength of you're, the performance. You're so. so right. You're so right here. Right, the other player for whom this is true, and it's more so the college level, is Vince Young. Again, nothing wrong with the name Vince Young, but for what Vince Young was, especially for the moment that Vince Young had, you kind of wish he had a better name to scream than Vince Young. <laughs> Which, I again, don't like, know, man.
0: I like this one, but is is it like one right. that you would replace it with at the college level, or no?
1: I not not really. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I wrote down Ray Ray McLeod. I wrote down Jazz Ferguson. Like these were some elite names from recent years. Of just players who otherwise don't really do very much. I mean, the best— No the, no offense, Ray Ray. No offense, Jazz. The best The best college quarterback name I've ever heard in my life is Rocky
0: Lombardi. John David Booty? No. I mean, that's the thing just is right. The is thing is, John names.
1: David Booty is good for the memes, right? But it's not a good name for an announcer because right. you got to say the whole thing. You can't just be yelling booty out loud. Primetime television. Families are watching.
0: What uh, was the Cincinnati kid? Gunnar Keel, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes Gunnar Keel, classic. Uh, I have Colt McCoy as one of the names that's very appropriate. Colt, Colt yes. McCoy, yes, played quarterback for Texas, was really, really productive and successful. Not very good in the league, but like was great, obviously, as a college player. Um, also for appropriate names, Bronco Mendenhall, a classic; Keyshawn Johnson, a classic; Rocket Ismail, a classic. Right, those names fit those players perfectly, exactly what they did well. Keyshawn Johnson, such an elite name. Uh, I think so I like Bronco those. Mendenhall might be the greatest running back name of all time. Right, and then also to be the head coach of Virginia, which like, what's Virginia's mission statement? We're gonna win eight games, and the four games we lose are gonna be exceedingly painful. Like that's perfect. that's the mission Bronco statement.
0: Mendenhall. That's what they have written in cursive levers le- letters yes, above the cafeteria.
1: Absolutely. Notre Notre Dame slaps a sign that says "Play like a champion," and Bron- uh, Virginia spent, slaps slap sign that says "Be inconvenient for your opponent, be frustrating <laughs> to play, minimize viewership on ACC a- <laughs> ACC network." <laughs> This is extremely rude. I love the Cavaliers. I apologize.
0: Uh, Jesse has this next one. How would you prepare a human kneecap if you had to eat
1: one? Shout out to Campbell. <laughs> the kneecap is the bone. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> soup? And just <laughs> right. I just drink hot slightly bone water? Yeah. I guess um not raw on the football field. Uh, maybe he's talking to just about like the meat around the knee, right? The tendons. Yeah, because there's not. There, I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of meat there. You probably again got to do that in a stew because that's going to be so stringy. Yeah, he think, says thinking about cannibalism on the podcast.
0: No, I mean, I think you're. I think you're right here. I mean, if yeah. if we're if we're if we're taking the chunk off, my automatic answer is something. You know, you, you gotta, yeah, I gotta you, get you gotta marinate it to give it a little bit of uh, give it a little bit of flavor in there. So you gotta marinate it overnight. And then you just like popping it on the grill, or if, you know, if you're fancy, at the sake of my household, you're uh, you're throwing it in an air fryer, because that's just what we do around here. Air fried knee- air fried kneecaps? You know, now that I'm thinking about it out loud. All right, so I would Vince- not try it. <laughs> Vince. I wouldn't either. Just so everybody's clear. Vince <laughs> asks this next one. How far can intangibles like leadership and coachability take a player with a limited skill set? Wentz had all of the tools, but developed those things in Philadelphia. While we hear people gush about those traits with Hurst, albeit with the limited tools or talent, what is his ceiling and why? I have two words to this, or I have two words to answer this question: Tom Brady. Oh yeah, Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady came huh. to came, Tom Brady came yeah, to the we, league.
1: Are we, we, we going to argue right now that Tom Brady's number one skill is like leadership? no I, I he's he's I don't think that he's saying that this
0: has to be their number one skill. He's saying how far can right. intangibles like leadership and coachability take a player? Tom Brady became the greatest quarterback of all time because those two things became extremely prevalent parts of how he played the quarterback position that those weren't the number one things that he boasted. obviously he is a talented dude, but Well, he was a six-round pick for a reason. I mean, like, the combine picture of him is the way that it is for a reason. He's just, he's not athletically gifted. He doesn't have tools, like Vince says at the end of this question. But what he did was he had an unbelievable work ethic, he had an incredible mentality, he's an insane leader of men in the locker room, and he's Mm -hmm. clearly taken to the best coaching that there was with Belichick and, and the guys that were around him and how he got better, so... I'm answering it just from an intangible standpoint. You ask how far can it take a player? I mean, like, that, those are two important things that can take a player to the sky, above
1: the clouds. Right. I think when we say, like, you know, Brady's got high-caliber leadership, he's got high-caliber intangibles, and he doesn't have, like you said, like he doesn't have elite tools. Like, he doesn't have elite tools in the in the prototypical sense of, like, uh, you know, arm strength, throwing it 90 yards down the field, running around back there, absolutely. But, like, we cannot over the course of his career, minimize how good Brady is at the position on a purely, like, like, discreet quarterbacking football level. Like, athleticism, put it to the side. Nobody just, like, manages space better than Brady. Like, that's what's always been, like, well, it's always been nobody manages a pocket like Brady, and that just requires a vestibular sense. It requires an innate feel for what's around you. It requires a, a a literal sense of space. How much room do I have? How much time is this going to take? Like anticipation, and mental processing, which like are aside from leadership and intangibles, and are aside from physical tools, are still like tools. They're tools of the trade. It's how you quarterback. So like, I would I, I would say my answer is like intangibles and leadership can take you to the capacity of your ability. It can take you to as far as, uh, as you are prescribed to reach by what you're capable of doing. Yes. What you're capable of doing should not be circumscribed just by physical tools. And we fall into that trap very easily during evaluation, right? Where it's like, how quick are you? How fast are you? How explosive are you? How strong are you? How big are you? This is how good you can possibly be. So there's a lot that goes on mentally that also has to be incorporated into that formula. So like I, that's why like I, I balked at the, at the Brady mentioned because like it i i would want to go so deep into what brady had even before he came into league at michigan which obviously he ends up a sixth round pick and it's like this guy came out of nowhere but like there's there are things that he has done in the league that you cannot get through leadership and through coachability and so on and so forth you know what i mean no, I think um so. yeah with all of that said it i think it is You know, how far can leadership and coachability get you to the to the limit uh, of your capacity? Right. To as far as far as you can go, it can maximize you. But more importantly, a lack of coachability and a a lack of of integrity, a lack of work ethic and these ideas is what can cannonball you. I think it's far much more so the absence of it becomes a limiting factor Mm -hmm. more so than the presence of it becomes an accelerator because there's guys in the league who are great leaders and great locker room guys and extremely hard workers and diligent about their craft and their depth players because the just the level of competitiveness in the league is so high the margins are so small whereas there were dudes who have always come through you know the draft and the league however free agency with just oodles and oodles of talent both mental and physical and it was the their in keep in capacity, inability uh unwillingness whatever it was to stick to that day-to-day grind to stick to that that approach 365 and to, and to collaborate with the people around them and rely on people around them that sunk them you know what i mean so it, it is like an interesting question in terms of how far can it take you so i think it's a lot easier to understand it from the framework of like how much can it cripple you when you don't have it you know what i mean
0: i think i initially agreed with you like almost like fully right when you said it i was like yeah it can it can be much more of a negative but i I just I just think it's powerful on both sides. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned the negative side of it too okay. because you're totally right. If you are trying to play quarterback in the NFL to lead a franchise, if you don't have those two things, you're you're just not going to make it. So they become they become almost prerequisites to a point and then they become intangibles when it comes to like you said, like reaching whatever ceiling your potential has for you. So it is it's it's a little bit of an interesting mix there with you actually have to have it. And then it is something that is, you know, a bonus above whatever like the baseline or the threshold might be because you have to everybody has to have it a little bit. Folks, rockauto.com is a family owned business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Whether it is a fix or an upgrade on your vehicle, folks over at rockauto.com have got you. I know that sometimes auto questions are tough to answer. You're not exactly sure what you're looking for. These people can help you. I mean, you can navigate their website yourself and see if you can find what you, what you need to look for. And you can do that so easily over on the left side of their their website. You can find whatever car you're searching for, the make, the model, every, everything down to the T. And you can see exactly what they have in the different categories. If you don't exactly see what you're looking for, or maybe if you're not exactly sure what the fix is to the problem that you have or the upgrade that you want, you can hit them up. They've got great customer service as well. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on NFL Draft and their little how to" how did you hear about us section. That would really help out and eye out. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the car parts you will ever need over at rockauto.com. More of your fan questions after the break. All right. This question to get us started once again. This one's from Garrett. It said, please explain why Washington fans love Taylor Heineke. And think he's the greatest thing, and shouldn't have competition. A rookie or a veteran brought in. Please explain it to me, like I'm five, because I just don't get. It. I didn't really know that this was a thing. Like I felt like Taylor oh. Heineke was kind of like a joke, but nope, I didn't. I didn't. I genuinely didn't realize that Washington fans want Taylor Heineke, and that's it. Like they would be cool with Taylor Heineke and the rest of their quarterback room staying exactly the same. These Washington people exist.
1: I have a buddy who's a Washington fan who I spoke to literally today, who was like, "Why aren't why why, why don't they just do Heineke?" And I was like, "Well, it com- when it comes down to is degrees of certainty, you had Taylor Heineke in practice and in like what 1.5 games, I think it was. Uh, yeah this yeah. this past season, you could think whatever you want about Taylor Heineke." you only can think it to a, a x degree of certainty you only you have a very small sample size to deal with under weird circumstances too like i don't think tampa was spent a lot of time that week being like all right we gotta be ready for you know what heineke might throw at us you know like it's like i i don't i don't want to pull the whole like there hasn't been film on him yet because that feels way too early for taylor heineke but it is to say that like there's just there's this data that you have so far is incomplete. So even if even if you liked Heineke when you brought him in, you liked how he practiced, and you liked how he played, you cannot look at him as a legitimate threat. No, that's not the right word. It, even if you ex, Even if he's going to be an option for you, you need optionality. You need other bets. And even if they're long-shot bets, three long-shot bets, even with low degrees of certainty, give you a much better chance of one-hitting, than one long shot of bet with a very small degree of certainty. So no matter how much you like Heineken, we talk about this with the draft as well, I love this player, but I like Devontae Smith. I love this player. I love his film. But I understand just on the weight of NFL wide receivers and how they have played uh, over the course of years, I know that a player of his size is an outlier bet. So what? how certain am I that he's going to be that outlier relative to the film? You have to ask yourself this question. So, Sure, keep Heineke, sure, let Heineke have some first team reps in camp. Figure it out. Bring in Sam Darnold, bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and let's get weird. Like I don't, you know, do whatever you want. But you can't just ride with him.
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick just 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 absolutely nuking another quarterback room. You just you just snuck that in there.
1: Yep. Why not? Dude, okay. Most chaotic room you can think of for Washington quarterbacking twenty twenty one. Heineke, plus whom, plus whom? Uh,
0: Heineke, plus uh, Jameis, plus Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. like Just do that. And then somebody's going to be good at some point for a game. Are they? Or two. (laughs) I think that you
0: might be correct in that statement, but you never know when the game is actually being played.
1: Ron's going to walk into the locker room 10 minutes before every game. He's got Heineke, Winston, and uh, uh, Fitzpatrick in a circle around him, and he's just gonna pull out a dice. He's like, all right, one and four, are Taylor; two and five, or Jameis; three and six, or Ryan. He's gonna throw it on the ground. Open oh, to three. All right, Ryan's starting. Here we go. Washington yeah, football. I like. Baby.
0: I like how you just said starting, like not like is the quarterback for the game. Like he just he he's just starting.
1: All right, he gets the first crack. At yeah, it. he just. <laughs>
0: that would be uh, a wild quarterback room. Here's a classic one. This one's from Anthony. We've asked this before, or this has been asked of us before, but we like to throw it out there every now and then because it's a very common one. I wasn't sure if it had been or not. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? 100 okay, so a lot. Fighting- like
1: some people, we're fighting them or they're fighting each other. Oh, it
0: says who would you pick in a fight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess it's I guess it's one horse-sized duck, <laughs> or one hundred duck-sized horses. Okay, so this is a, this is a, this is a twist on it.
1: I thought we were fighting because
0: right. normally people want us to fight things.
1: Uh, so for everybody who doesn't know, the average size of a horse is uh fourteen to seventeen feet at the withers. Some can uh, exceed <laughs> or fourteen to seventeen hands at the withers. But some can exceed eighteen hands, while others can be as small as eight to nine hands, depending on the breed. So think about that. No, this is common knowledge uh, Yeah, you didn't yeah. Need to say this. Right. And and that's again, that's that's from the Withers. Uh <laughs> and the duck uh is usually about one point eight meters in length. Or no, that's the longest species. Uh all right. A duck do we have is an average mass have duck averages mass, three point five pounds for a mallard, two point seven for a canvas back. Oh of course. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so just you know, again, think about these things. Uh, in a fight, one against the other, I gotta assume the hundred yeah size horses have yeah. enough yeah. I, su- I I guess they're slightly coordinated, right? Horses are like packish animals, yeah. They like hang out together, yeah. You know what they're doing. I think. Are like like saying like you know? I think
0: like in small groups. I don't know if they're all like
1: riding. Yeah. together. The problem is they don't have any climbing mechanism. No, no, no digi- digits. I don't know what I was going to say. Digits. No client you can't grasp. You are you like, you looking are you get for, are you looking for
0: opposable thumbs. Is I was like,
1: okay. How are they like it's just going to be them just no, they're kicking. Just, yeah, duck's they're just going to they're just
0: going to back kick the duck's legs until they knock so them all the way down and then they get to the right. back kick his head.
1: Right the legs, right and then go for the eyes. Okay, right. that's going to be the procedure. All right. Yeah, I'm confident. 100 I, duck-sized horses.
0: Uh, I think I'm with you. Head over to bet online, bet on the 100 duck-sized horses. There actually wasn't a bet online
1: ad. Wait, are there is there a bet online ad? If there is, we're making it into a horse duck betting ad and we're living with the consequences.
0: Okay, wow, there actually is a bet online ad that we're reading later. So now I already have my transition. This is fantastic. Zachary asked this one what does the rest of the Cardinals offseason look like, free agency draft, etc., following the JJ
1: Watt signing? A really good question. An interesting one. Indeed. Uh, if you Yeah. So Arizona right now, uh, which I I didn't realize when I was, like, you know, doing season preps and whatever. uh, $17.5 million in cap space is not a small amount this year. I'll put some right near the top 10, depending on kind of how other contracts shake out. We obviously have seen some veteran cuts begin. Uh, They have Hassan Redick, Patrick Peterson, Kenyon Drake, all Mm -hmm. some pretty significant free agents besides Marcus Golden, who I don't think they're going to bring back. So you have the opportunity to probably bring back two of those players, and I think if they do bring back two, it would be Reddick and Peterson. I don't anticipate them bringing Kenyon Drake back. Uh, Do they need Reddick with Chandler Jones and JJ Watt in hand? Maybe if you want Watt to be kind of a permanent down lineman on the inside, maybe not. But even then, like you're paying Reddick what it's worth, so probably he walks. You give Pat Pete a deal; he's going to want to stay. You know, veterans play with JJ, whatever, and then you've got a decent amount of money to spend. Uh, I would love to see them get in on the interior offensive line market, which, as we've talked about, is right. a pretty good market this right. year. Yeah, uh, I, I'm worried that the team doesn't care enough about that position. Uh, really hasn't seemed to care a lot about guard and center under Cliff Kingsbury for the last couple of years. So, accordingly, it's interior defensive linemen. Like I said, Watt maybe is going to be one of those guys, but they need more in the way of, of run stoppers. They need more in the way of two gappers. They need more depth up there for sure. You want your linebacker room to be done. Jordan Hicks and Isaiah Simmons. You want that to be hit. And I imagine they're going to ride with it. Um, if you're bringing Pat Pete back along with Byron Murphy, along with Buda Baker, your secondary is pretty good. So interior defense line is your big defensive attack. Uh, and Dominic and Sue potentially being a, a rental that's going to be available. You can go Shelby Harris. You can go over Robinson Harris. So you've got some options. And then wide receiver they've been trying to get speed in the building unsuccessfully deandre hopkins had a uh, a running mate there in houston who was pretty good named will fuller uh he was a free agent upcoming this year they should add speed andy isabella is not cutting it mm-hmm. uh and fuller would be really quite a delight uh playing with four receivers on the field getting one-on-one looks getting safeties distracted, and being able to go over the top so i would like speed a wide receiver interior defensive line and i'd love for them to just like make a run at joe tooney i just don't think they will
0: yeah, when it comes to the it when it comes to the draft, they have 5 picks scheduled right now plus potential compensatory picks when we know. But it's like they they, they don't have a lot of draft picks and so I did this in my most recent mock draft. I had them trading down from 16 and I I kind of really like that, especially if there's a really good player who's sliding down the board that one of those Teams mm-hmm, in the sure. early, early 20s really wants. I, I mean, if you're Arizona, it's not like you're trying to trade all the way out of the first round. I don't think you want to do that. Like, and I, I don't think you want to trade too far back, but, you know, like if a team like Jacksonville or Pittsburgh or Indianapolis or something, like if if somebody wants to move up with you at 16, I think you make the deal to make sure that you can get some extra capital. They'd love to go outside corner. Uh, I, I guess, I guess JC Horn would probably be most on their radar because I don't think like I don't think Patrick Chertan's going to make it there. Depends how much they really like JC Horn because offensive guard could be a thing, but you don't really need to address that in the first round. I don't think they re- they need a receiver that bad, but like these are all you mentioned, like positions that I think that they should upgrade. Running back, running back as well. But you know, for the Cardinals and Jets fans are going to be mad at me because I, I I did this with the Jets and and they wanted more for their pre- premium picks, and um, this is me kind of saying like, okay, I heard you, like I get it. The Cardinals, for sure, cannot be a team to take a running back in the first round because they have so few picks in the draft. There's just like I think that they have they have too many needs that they would have to go after to then pick a running back that early, especially at at number sixteen. I felt like mm-hmm. the Jets had a lot of a lot of picks that they could have gone with. That's why I thought it was okay with them moving the capital up. Jets fans are pretty mad about that. And I get it. I, 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 that's probably not a move that's going <laughs> to be fans,
1: uh Jets fans uh, didn't agree with me on that one.
0: And I get it. I, I definitely understood that because now I'm looking at it from the view of the Cardinals as well. And I'm saying, yeah, I wouldn't do this for the Cardinals. But I do like the idea of trading back. So I, I would say that that would probably be my plan. Ben outlined a pretty good free agency map right there. That would be my, my map for... For the draft, is i try to move back if I could, get some extra picks in there. The further you can move back with as comfortable as you are to get an impact player, I think that's for the better because you can add maybe multiple day two picks, um, at least a day two pick, and maybe a couple of day three picks to get some more bodies in there, address some different positions to need. So that would be my, that would be our strategy for how we would uh, help fix the Cardinals. Got this one from Alex, this next question. Date Mary Cut, so we're not killing him, which I appreciate, Alex, because this is a family show. The NFL quarterback edition. The three quarterbacks Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Jimmy
1: Garoppolo. So it's basic, it's basically start bench cut, right? To not blend yes. the uh, blend the metaphors or whatever. Okay. Mm. It's not a fun one. Oh, I had start. a start. Start Jameis. Bench Garoppolo. Cut Goff. Ooh-hoo! I hate it. Ooh! I hate it. I hate it. Um, I had I I had I had
0: cut Garoppolo. Um. Okay. I had. This is just not a great scenario. But like, I had Mary Goff, and then just like start Jameis.
1: But, like, I don't feel right. great about it. My the, my favorite answer in I this question is just want, starting Jameis. Right. I definitely want. Jameis, because if i have Goff and garoppolo and one of them isn't working for me the other one is exactly the same thing not right. really but like a little bit right um and so i want Jameis for the variants right <laughs> talking about the the ryan fitzpatrick quarterback room in washington uh so I, I want that and then after that it's who do you like between jimmy and and golf and i think honestly i like jimmy better which you know who like you could you could catch me on a different day and i'd say golf so Friends, let's say that there was a uh, fight, a
0: sanctioned fight happening in nature where one horse-sized duck was going up against 100 duck-sized <laughs> horses, and you wanted to put some money on the line.
1: For, for what in this for, context? Uh,
0: obviously. If you wanted to put money on one side or the other, bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way. To bet on all of your sports and or weird animal fighting action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, NHL, duck-sized horse fights, they're all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Including duck and horses fights.
1: There head it o- is. I mean, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it.
0: Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a fifty percent welcome bonus back to you on your first first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On, all caps, one word, Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Final questions. Finish in the week out. Coming up next. Thursday's on Locked On NFL are a must listen as Ryan Tracy and Jake Glisco break down. All teams across the NFL, from an analytics and team-building perspective, get the expert analysis on your favorite teams from Ryan and Jake every single Thursday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Ruben asked this one. It's a very interesting one. It's a superpower one, but it's a little annoying.
1: Yep, it's a power one. Super (laughs) is an operative term there. That's
0: actually, you're 100% correct in, in, in that. Would you rather have the ability to, A, fly, but only at this, at walking speed? So you can only fly at walking speed. Or B, move through walls.
1: <laughs> it's a tough one to get all the way through.
0: <laughs> move through walls sometimes, the likelihood of which increases the faster... You run at the wall, but it will
1: never be a certainty. (laughs) Okay, so it's obviously the second one. (laughs) No! Yes, it is! What's the point of flying a wagon? You spend your whole life just sprinting at doors? No, I mean, I'm not going to do it always, usually. I'm just gonna walk around regularly. I'm just gonna, you know, uh Okay, wait, actually this is interesting now because the alternate, like, so it's like, all right, the faster you go, the more likely you are to go through it. If you're going pretty slowly, there's a chance you go through it, you're gonna like go to lean up against a wall and (laughs) not gonna (laughs)
0: work. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's still the second one to be funny. We've been doing this for like two years, and I think this is the question that has made me was, laugh. Though I was about to say, artist. this is the king of all Fan Friday questions. This has been like a funny episode, but this one just caught me. Ruben, this is unbelievable, man. The answer is obviously flying. Uh, it's, no. it's it's annoying, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just like sprint at a wall and then
1: potentially just go straight into the wall that I can't move through. Here's the thing. Here's the thing it's the second one because the first one has absolutely zero benefit whereas the second one maybe occasionally has a benefit what, what, how, flying at walking speed you're not even you're you're not going to be able to get anywhere faster than you would otherwise
0: okay sure but you realize that if you play the probabilities in the one time that you're running really really fast and you don't go through you're shattering your shoulder right
1: well I'm not going shoulder first I Run, run, and then put up my forearms. How's this better? (laughs) I don't know. I just think like every single time you go, you just like cringe, and then hopefully one you just survive the hit one time. We're moving. I would never fully sprint at the wall. I would never go faster than I felt I could collision the wall and be okay. And occasionally, I would go through it.
0: We're moving on. What is the correct order when brushing your teeth? I I have
1: one more question about the walls. Okay, go ahead. If you like, let's say I'm running through a wall, and there's like on the other side of the wall, there's like a bookshelf. Do I also get to go through the bookshelf, or am I just going through the wall? Because then I'm just hitting the bookshelf, (laughs) and I'm falling (laughs) back in the bookshelf's falling forward in another room. (laughs) 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 Okay. This is the dumbest episode we've ever done. (laughs) No, Okay, Uh, brushing your teeth, here we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the correct (laughs) order when brushing your teeth? I do water and then toothpaste. My wife does toothpaste and then water. Who is correct or are we both wrong? I don't know how you could both be wrong. Uh, I will say that I read this question out loud before we got on the show with joe marino and kyle krabs the draft dudes uh in the same room and they had differing opinions so i want to hear what oh your gosh. i want to hear what your answer is first ben
1: the to me this there's this is stunning that people would ever do water and then toothpaste that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard okay you, well you, i do water and then toothpaste because why? i'm not an absolute psychopath <laughs> no, no, no 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 water and then toothpaste is is completely nuts You'd put the toothpaste on and then you you'd cover it all in water, so that it's all moist, and then you put it in your mouth. No. Damp isn't better. What do you want? No. From me? No. <laughs> no. Because what? then what the, is the br- advantage of doing
0: because, water first. Because then not all the bristles of the toothbrush are moist. And soft. You put it in
1: prepared. your mouth with the, the toothpaste, it's fine. Okay, what well, that's, this, that's, this, that's the same, the that's the same reverse it, argument for it. if
0: I put water on the toothbrush. Because then you have mm-hmm. water particles still on the bristles of the toothbrush that can then fully
1: lather around the toothpaste properly. The idea of putting toothpaste in my mouth without water is offensive. Like that you would not first cover the toothpaste in water. This is, this is, it's heresy. If you, if you did this in medieval times, you'd be drawn and quartered. In medieval times, they had toothpaste and toothbrushes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you were dying from scurvy. So what were Kyle and Joe on? Joe is on
0: team water the brush, and then you put the toothpaste on. And Kyle is put the toothpaste on, and then you put the water on. And did they feel strongly about it? Were they like, yeah, it's fine? No, I mean they were they were in the same situation as us. They were thinking about quitting Great. the podcast, as am I. I oh, I I, I, good I good. drew I drew up my resignation letter right. before the podcast, so I could be ready to send it straight to David Locke the second you disagreed with me on this.
1: I feel like I'm gonna I, we gotta I, we gotta put this to a poll tomorrow. I want to see so badly what the average person does. This is nuts. I would have never thought people put water on before the toothpaste. I always put water on before toothpaste. I want to prepare the toothbrush. I'm so worried tonight I'm going to watch Meredith put water on the toothbrush and then put it <laughs> in the toothbrush, and then I'm just gonna, not going to be here tomorrow when she I, wakes I, up.
0: I thought about that while you were saying your answer. I was like, what does Elicit do? And actually, like, right. Never i Right, because I never thought to think or watch. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so like, don't anybody tweet at her, because when I when I get home tomorrow, I'm going to watch and see what she does. And then I'll report back to you guys next Fan Friday.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: All right, Jack asked this next one. This is topical. He said, Are we going to, are we going, are we, I think he meant to say, Are we going to see Marvel do a mock draft like Alyssa did for the college football pick? So Marvel did the picking of the SEC games every single week. And Jack now, I guess, wants my dog to do a full first round mock draft. We would have to, we we would have to, we would put
1: this one in. Yeah.
0: Marvel versus Nugget.
1: I, that's exactly what I was going to say. The reason I, I put that one in there is because I think what we have to do is we have to do a Marvel versus nugget mock draft. Yeah. where we give them a few options and we get treats on each one and they would go and they would alternate picks. And then we would post the video two minutes, 20 seconds on Twitter and an accompanying accompanying 50 minute podcast of just silence and the occasional dog sound. Right. Just, just I'll just follow Nugget around with a hot mic for 50 minutes. And every time she like, yawns or scratches, you'll so hear that.
0: You realize that like the people who listen to this podcast religiously, who we absolutely love, would, would have to yeah. listen to all 50 yeah. minutes of silence just in case we like drop some nuggets in the middle. Like full
1: pun intended. Pun nuggets. intended. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, and also, if we were like, hey, do this because it's a bit, absolutely be one of our most listened to podcasts of the month. Uh, you might be right. All right. We got a couple of
0: really yeah. good football questions here at the at the end. Tim asked this question. He said, for you and Ben individually, what is the ultimate goal for scouting? Would you like to break into the league and rise to the ranks to lead scout or GM? Would you like to work for your favorite team? Or would you like to stay on the media side of things, become like Daniel Jeremiah, Mike Mayock, before he went to the Las Vegas Raiders? I think this is a great question because we get, we get asked questions about our career all the time. How we got into it, what the goal is, what we're currently doing, what we're, what we're striving for. So I, th- I thought this was a really good question.
1: I would like to keep doing this. Uh, if the team called me tomorrow and was like, hey, come be a area scout for us, I'd say no. You know, I don't. I just I want to be at home. I want to hang out with Mayor and I want to hang out with Nugs. And I like being able to, sh- to share my opinion and talk about it with people. Yeah, I really, really enjoy the, the edifying, right? The education part of what we do where people are like, I read this because i'm interested in football and now i know more about football and it makes being interested in football more fun yeah and that like is the best comment that i get ever and so like i wouldn't get that if i worked in the league i would get i evaluated this guy and we picked him in the sixth round and he stuck on the roster and that's a win and so it's obviously different benefits but yeah mm-hmm. uh if it if a team called me tomorrow and was like hey come run our scouting department now we're talking right um, but right. i know team's not going to do that and i i maybe now i would want to do that i would guess by by the time like i have kids i wouldn't you know what i mean i'm i uh i very much enjoy the the experience of being on a team uh and and maybe when that if and when that reality were to come i would feel differently about it because it would be uh tangible i right. would feel it in front of me right but as of right now uh i want to keep writing about football i want to keep watching football i want to keep learning about the game yeah, i i don't have i don't
0: have any desire to be a scout. nor Nor have I ever had the desire. I, I went to school for journalism, and I love the NFL draft and writing about it and podcasting it and doing videos and like that's that's really how I enjoy covering the draft. Of course, like I'm trying to learn from coaches and scouting minds, and GMS, and all those kinds of things. Not that not that there's anything against that. And of course, like Ben said, if somebody wanted me to be GM of a team, I'm not saying no. But I don't have any desire to become a scout. You know, when it comes to working for a team, it would all kind of just depend on what 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 the offer would be, what the, you know, what what the opportunity is, exactly what we're doing for the for the organization because, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. There are a lot of things that when you get into your mid-late 20s, early 30s, whatever it is where your priorities in life very much change. And I've got to say that I really enjoy the people that I work with. Uh, the flexibility that I have with my job to where I, I can work from a different state. I don't have to work insane hours in a, in, a, in a place that's away from the people I love and the things that I get to do. And so it's kind of a, you know, I kind of looked at this as a life question, not as much as a professionally, what are your ultimate goals? Because I think within this industry, there's a lot of flexibility and there's a lot of different ways, like Ben said, that you can almost scratch that itch you know, like have that desire of doing what you love while also being able to mold it around the life that you want to live outside of work. And honestly, right now, TDN's perfect for me for that. And I, I love being on this side of things. It gives me a lot of flexibility. I can cover the draft in in a lot of different ways. And so, I don't know what an ultimate goal is. And and a part of me, part of me doesn't like saying that because. I love having goals. I love kind of like having discipline that way where you have something you're striving for. It allows you to stay on track. It kind of streamlines the things that you do. But right now I really do. I just, I just, I love what I'm doing. I'm always trying to figure out new, cool, better ways to cover the draft or learn about the draft or, or or get better in my own personal knowledge. And so that's kind of my ultimate goal right now is that I'm in a great spot and I'm trying to make the best of it and see how much longer I can do it. So it's it's really kind of just like setting up a great life, and that's really what the ultimate goal for me is. I'm not trying to be a scout. I didn't think Ben was trying to be a scout. When it comes to NFL team jobs, I mean, like those opportunities, you, you know, you'd know, you have to weigh them as they came and depending on the responsibilities for it. But uh, right now I really do love what I'm doing. Joshua asked this, uh, this next one. He said, just listen to the CBN LB Rankings podcast. Was wondering, in your opinion, between all of the position groups, who you think has gained and lost the most money by playing
1: this past season? Is it just corner and linebacker and safety, or is it all of them? I did not do just corner and linebacker, although if we wanted to do just corner and linebacker, we can't. I mean, so, right, so my answer is for full scope, is, is Zach Wilson made the most money. By playing easy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, Marvin Wilson lost the most money by playing. Man, I watched Marvin today, 2020 film. Oh man, this was a player I was nuts on in the summer. Oh, nuts. I, I thought it was watched awesome. Them. Don't tell me that, Trevor. No, it's age, just not good. No, I don't know. I don't know if it's motivation, I don't know if it was weight, I don't know if it was. We're to say big stunt this year, so I almost want yeah. to, that out right i would love to uh please give me permission to okay. um but he's just yeah he's just clearly not the same guy and it's like covid and everything like health and like obviously like he had the disagreement with norvell over the the way that norvell characterized his relationship with the players relative to the black lives matter movement and it's like there was a lot going on from rya right, Wilson this right, past summer do right. so you feel bad for that uh
0: i'm throwing it out oh i know throwing throw yeah. the whole year out.
1: throwing the whole year out okay Sean Wade <laughs> sean, i mean sean wade was
0: the one who i i, yeah, I would yeah, have yeah. said sean wade definitely lost the most money i think it's impossible it's to say anybody really made more than zach wilson no no
1: chance zach wilson's gonna go top three and zach wilson otherwise would have gone like maybe day two off of 2019 stuff yeah but hey shout out zach man great season um adp asked this one said
0: rate these candies twix Reese's peanut butter cups Mars Bars, Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Fish.
1: Never had a Mars Bars in my life. I don't know what a Mars Bar is. I don't know what that is. I think it's, I think it's Marshmallow, to be honest. Mars, M-A-R-S, Marshmallow. Anyway, uh, Sour Patch Kids are four. They're overrated. I don't like sour things. Jeez. Swedish is three. Jeez. Twix is two. Reese's Anything Reese's will forever and always be one. Thank yes. you for playing. Yeah. Um, Mars Bars is five because I don't know what a Mars Bar is.
0: Wow, we suck. Sweetest fish is four. Sweetest fish is fine. It's good. It's just like, it's. You know, I mean, I think it's a pretty low taste. Like it's not a big satisfaction you get out of it. It's more of just like, oh, I want to be chewing something that's kind of fruity. So then you're eating it.
1: Twix I love sweetest fish. I think the flavor is great.
0: Twix is three. Sour Patch Kids is two because Sour Patch Kids are good because Ben's an insane person who puts his nah. toothpaste on before he
1: waters the toothbrush. Waters the toothbrush like it's a vegetable.
0: Yes, it needs to grow. The bristle, the bristles need to change. It <laughs> makes moisture. it strong. Yeah.
1: I'm
0: going to read a book. Reese's Peanut Butter is obviously number <laughs> one. The final question that we have is from Jason. It said, using your personal top, twi- top 25 draft projections, build the perfect original six Avenger squad. Who is Hulk, Cap, Thor, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow?
1: Oh, shoot. I did not see this one at all. Man, you idiot.
0: All right, it's the last. It's the last one in the DMs I sent you.
1: Yeah, which that would explain it because I did not see it. All yeah. right, top five characters: the perfect original six All squad. Right. Who is Hulk? Captain Cap, America. Cap is. Uh, go ahead. Go. Okay, I.
0: I just had Zach Wilson because I I tried to think of the person that would give the most cliche leadership quotes, and I feel like that's Zach Wilson. I because I, like Cap gives some cringy, predictable, cheesy leadership quotes, and I don't know who else in the top twenty five would be doing this other than Zach Wilson. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is like outspoken enough. I have no idea. So I got oh, I got I, I got Zach Wilson as Cap, Iron Man. I have Parsons because Iron Man is very versatile, and he's also you know got kind of an attitude about him. Mar- Mike Parsons, very versatile. As a linebacker and as a pass rusher, he's also got a little bit of an attitude to him. Hey, it's fine. Thor, I have Justin Fields because it's like highest natural ability profile.
1: I'm and stunned I- you didn't give it to Lawrence for the flow.
0: Yeah, I thought that was low hanging fruit. I didn't think I could. Well,
1: I took the low-hanging fruit because I'm doing it right now.
0: Okay, well, you're doing it. You're doing it very quickly. So I'm much more thought out and meticulous with my answers because oh, I care oh, about oh, the people oh, who listen oh, to this oh, podcast. Oh, oh, congratulations! So I went with Justin Fields. <laughs> I took Hawkeye out because Hawkeye is lame, and I replaced him with Spider-Man, who I gave to Caleb Farley, and then Black Widow. Oh, so
1: you just poo-pooed me for not being prepared, and it turns out you cheated. I was per usual.
0: I was so prepared that I was able to adjust the question to make it better.
1: <laughs> I not only prepared my answers; I prepared the question for my answers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the last one is uh, Black Widow. I have Jeremiah Uso-Corboa because I feel like he is got great short area quickness, very explosive, also versatile. You never know which way he's coming from, and I feel like that's that's got a Black Widow vibe. You know, like always surprises you what she's able to do. Obviously, great in space, great spatial awareness. Who knows great where it's space coming? From.
1: Where she died?
0: Wow, spoiler I didn't alert. even. Oh, wow, I didn't even. Spoiler! I didn't even think about that one. I think I. I don't think we have to say spoiler for Black Widow dying at this point. Okay. If yeah. you haven't seen End
1: Game, I mean, why are you listening to this? Podcast? That's yeah, that's right. that's on you.
0: That's on you personally, spiritually, physically, religiously, all of the above.
1: Uh. I took top 25 projections a little bit liberally here to make sure I got my fits, but uh, Captain America's Mac Jones, obviously, all-American, mm. right? Got the face, got the smile, 100% looks like a guy who would say gosh darn. Uh, so that's wow. Cap. yeah. Okay. Hulk is, Penny, Hulk is Penny Sewell, right? That's easy, right? Green o- Oregon uniforms, unbelievable size. He's got the crazy face when he's feeling it. That's Penny Sewell. Oh, I didn't Hulk. I forgot Hulk. Oh, wow, wow. Good job uh, preparing for the podcast. Oh, Trevor, the listeners who trust you so. Oh, Trevor, doing so much, making sure he's ready for Fan Friday. Kevin oh, Jenkins, Trevor. shut up. <laughs> Iron Man, Zach Wilson. A little flashy, a little, a little, uh, a little showy, a little All handsome. Right. Okay. All right, a little, uh, impressed okay. with themselves. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is the Slim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, Slim Reaper. Silent, deadly, right? Devontae is not really a man of many words, but he is absolutely devastating, extremely dangerous. Thor is Trevor Lawrence for the flow. God, the Hawkeye's low, the lowest. Hawkeyes, Hawkeye's Hawkeye's Davion Nixon because Iowa Hawkeye's.
0: What a way to end the man, podcast! Right, wow, he brought it home, ladies and gentlemen. There it is, another Fan Friday in the Books. Appreciate everybody who asked the questions. They're fantastic this week. They're very off the wall. Of course, we got to a couple of football ones, but as you guys heard throughout the show, you guys kept us laughing with some fantastic questions, and we really appreciate you getting in on the show. We're coming to you with a new episode on Monday. We're back to the final rankings, scouting notes for the edge rusher position. Ben, you ready for Edge? I know you said you watched you you watched Marvin
1: Wilson interior defensive line. You can be ready for Edge? You didn't skip ahead, did you? Did you? I'm, I'm my Edge rankings are locked in. I could do the podcast right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to start the podcast right now.
0: Welcome inside. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here, unlocked on Lockdown NFL Draft.